What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. I have to give a shout out sort of to a generic beer type that Big Lake Brewery has. So they're really big into the New England style IPA. So they've got the Hazen Blue, which represents the Michigan. They've got the Sparty Party, which represents Michigan State for the Michigan-Michigan State football rivalry. But they've also got Blood Orange. They've got um, uh, Hazen Confuse is another one. They've got quite a few on deck. And they've really tapped into this market of people who like sort of the bitterness taste of IPAs, but also don't necessarily like the harsh of it and so a happy medium is something that might have like a little citrusy touch or a little fruit touch without getting you know too foofy foofy or fruity fruity but combining the amazing taste of an ipa with a little bit of flavor as well too so i think big lake has totally nailed it so if you haven't tried one of those get a four pack uh stores coming out to you uh in all over michigan but also you might as well just go check out the brewery as well so big lake brewery now this episode of the wedgecast is featuring Matt Young. He is a Hope College alum, which fires me up because that is also my alma mater. And even more importantly, I was doing a pitch contest as we're finishing up a investment raise for my startup. And Matt sent me an email right afterwards, and he and he, he was in the audience, and he sent me an email right afterwards, and he said. Um, basically along the lines of, hey, proud of you, way to go. More importantly, I've had a bunch of advisors and mentors who have paved the way for our company's success, uh, which is Comfort Research, and I want to do the same however I can, and so let's sit down and talk. And so I sent an email back. I said, yep, let's do it, and we hung out for you know, a couple hours and just chatted. And I, I just, it was, it was fun to watch somebody who went through not only the startup path, which there's a lot of people as well, and it's also a niche market, but also somebody who the startup path, the building an organization and now an organization that's just growing like crazy from the same college that I went to as well. So it's just a really fun meeting. Matt is, uh, 
intense. He is a guy who just brings a level of fire to, uh, first off, his personality, but also just, like, to his organization. And it's something that, like, makes you feel like you need to run through a brick wall. He just gets you fired up. And he has a unique way to inspire people. And I've just felt that. And he has a great way of talking uh, about culture and building culture and building culture that's not only possible in his organization, but possible in other organizations as well, too. And I think he just brings a unique... Um, practical approach. And so, without further ado, Matt Young and the Wedgecast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wedgecast. I'm sitting here with Matt Young. Matt Young is a Hope College alum, so him and I have sort of bonded over that. He is the co-founder of Comfort Research here in Grand Rapids. So I'm just so stoked to have him on the show. So Matt, Will you give us a little bit of intro of kind of your background, what, what led to Comfort Research and what you guys are doing now? Sure. So uh, the short story is I grew up a young child on the shores of Sister Lakes, Michigan. Uh, eventually ended up at, uh, at Hope College where Buddy and I came up with this idea to make a shredded foam beanbag style chair and started selling to students. And here we are, fast forward 22 years later, and we have turned that into all kinds of different consumer products, really focused all around our Big Joe uh, brand. And so kind of have a couple of different platforms, our original chair, that shredded foam bag chair, still a big deal for us. Yeah. But now we've shifted into other types, your traditional bean bags, and actually what you're sitting in as well is uh, one of our molded products based off the Aura platform, where we're molding some of those semi-rigid foams that we're using uh, every day into awesome shapes like a rocking chair. <laughs> yeah, baby, it's great. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, do you guys ship countrywide? Are you guys just in Michigan? You guys are all over the place. I'm pretty sure you guys are scaling quite a bit. So Yeah, so we uh, really, we, we focus on the uh, the mass uh, retailer. So we're, you know, with folks like Walmart and Target and sure. Amazon, the clubs and uh, folks like that. So we are in uh, all 50 states and a little bit abroad as well, although that's not a as big of a part of our business. Uh, yeah. Canada's that growth market for us. <laughs> this year, man. Yeah, this is the year. Yeah. Well, so uh, brief backstory. So, Matt, I uh, so as an entrepreneur, one thing that you sort of lean on quite a bit is just the help of mentors and other advisors yeah, and people time. around you. And so, when I, I think it was at a, a investor pitch a, a few months ago, and you actually reached out and said, "Hey, Matt, a lot of people reached out to me and were willing to help, and you yeah. lend a, lend a helping hand to me." And so I. Thank you for that, and that's. Uh, that well, I don't know if I helped in any way, and I, I probably uh, hurt more than uh, you know anything. But you know, that's one cool thing about uh, you know our community is that you know we have been blessed with so many people that have just reached out with no expectation of anything in uh, return, and so uh, you know, if we can do that as an organization or personally, always looking to find opportunities to help other people that are looking to fulfill their own dreams. Yes, I mean that's a great transition on that note. So. You guys have grown like crazy, and you've hired a bunch of people, and you got you and co-founder. You, you guys are still running the business and hiring yeah. people all the time. Yep. So, what do you look for when you're hiring people? <laughs> uh, usually, the magic, by the, the time, magic question, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, usually by the time that they have reached us, uh, I have one job, and that is to scare them away. <laughs> um, they we have a pretty robust process now, and I had nothing to do with it. Uh, we were lucky enough to. Uh, find this gal a couple years back who is our culture concierge who has developed the entire hiring process and what she talks about is how you hire for a culture ad sure. not just a fit 
because one thing is certain about this company is that tomorrow is going to look a little bit different than today. So how is someone adding to it? We don't want just a bunch of the same people that are just, you know, nodding their heads. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, you want yes, to. Sirs, yeah. That's right. You, you want to have somebody that is going to build it as opposed to just be part of it. And so that's how she really talks about it. So by the time they reach, uh, you know, myself or my co-founder, Chip, uh, by the time they reached up, they've gone through probably I don't know, seven, eight, nine different uh, interviews, <laughs> probably going out to, you know, maybe going out to lunch with our team, which that's a big part of it, yeah. uh, is make sure that you tell everybody that, you know, they may think that they're just going out to lunch, but that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know, yep. we are going out to lunch with very specific, uh, you know, reasons. We, number one, is we want to see how you talk to the waiter and waitress. Love it. Right? Um, that is a indicator of whether you're not, whether or not you're a good fit. Uh, you know, for us. Um, so, yeah, the scary off part. Uh, they've gone through all that, uh, you know, process. They've had, uh, you know, lunch, maybe dinner, maybe drinks, whatever it may be. And uh, so we just want to make sure that they know what our culture really, how it works on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And uh, that if that is not a fit for them, that they tap out. <laughs> they say, yeah, better to no do it thanks. in the interview process than a year down the road or two years down the road. It's not it's not a fit for either of you. Yeah. And so we believe that, you know, we want cover research to be a great place to work, but not a great place to work for everyone. Hmm. We can't be everything to everybody. So for some people, we are going to be the best place that they've ever worked in their entire careers. A lot of people are going to absolutely hate it. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, I mean, we are living and true to our core values. You know, our number one core value, find a better way. So if you are the type of person that likes it nice and even and steady and doing the same thing every single day, we're going to drive to bonkers because we're going to change tomorrow. We're going to try something else. Yeah. And in that pursuit of that number one core value of finding a better way. <laughs> so reverse that. If you were coaching job seeker, somebody who's just lost in what they're, you know, yeah. un unemployment is so low, but yet there's some people who just, I have no idea what to do. And they're great candidates, great people willing to work hard, but would you have any advice to maybe a, a, a fresh hope college grad about what can you do to present those key factors that says, I might not be the most skilled person, but I'm willing to figure it out. I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I'm willing to ask questions. How, how, what, what recommendation would you have for people kind of stepping into that? Sure. Um, you know, I'm not a huge part of the interview, uh, you know, process, sure. especially, uh, you know, anymore. But one thing I do believe is I believe in being genuine, you know, at the end of the day, you would rather know that you're not a good fit because you know what, that job that you avoid, that might be the best interview you've ever had. Yeah. Because sure, you got hired, but you weren't a good fit because you faked it. No, be true to yourself, even when maybe it hurts a little bit because, you know, maybe what I'm saying doesn't fit or you may get surprised and find out, hey, that is what the, you know, they were looking for. But if you're true to yourself, if you're genuine, you're good to go, man. It's awesome. Let's talk culture. You're a man of culture. One of my favorite things to talk about. Yep. Thank you. I, uh, I'm not an expert, even in comparison to what you bring, what you've read, what you've written. So let's talk culture. Yes. 
What do you think? <laughs> no. uh, so, so we have worked very hard on uh, our culture. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we started, uh, you know, doing is sharing some of the things that we do around uh, culture, around core values, because what we found is as we were growing, we like to talk about culture. We liked to talk about uh, core values, but we didn't really know what to do with this soft, squishy thing but called core values called culture. And what we found was there's a lot of other people that were in the same exact space. And eventually we tripped and we fumbled, uh, you know, our way into finding something that really, really, really worked for us. And so that is one of the things uh, that we do is we do share uh, our experience and what we tripped and fumbled our way into was doing just three core values. Uh, we were like most companies where we had this laundry list of <laughs> 10 core values. Just keep and, good terms, good terms, good terms. Yep. Endless, that's endless exactly list. right, man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what happened was it's like, oh, wow. All right. You could put ExxonMobil on there or Comfort Research, and there would be really no difference. It was just a list of niceties. Like, you know, it would be awesome if... Um, were some of those things true to us? Yeah, some of it, but there was no personality to it. it. Didn't feel like us. It wasn't memorable. The day I knew it wasn't memorable was when I was given a tour to a bank, and I'm so proudly talking about our ten core values. And I got the number eight, and I go, yeah, you know, I could not remember number eight. And as a leader, yeah. you have to look back and say, all right. If I cannot remember, how can I have any expectation that anybody else in this organization can remember our core values? And if you can't even remember it, how the heck is it even driving your behaviors? Sure. Because the core values are there to guide and align your people, right? Attract the ones that are like-minded that will, uh, you know, fit. When it's just this laundry list that can't even be remembered, it's not going to guide and align, and it's not going to attract the you know the right uh, people to your organization. So that started us down a path of trying to figure out a better way to do it, and we got really really lucky. And I wish that there was a better process I could share with folks on how to get there. Our process was we got we got pissed. I don't think that anything, uh, you know, big really changes to you. Feel pain or you get pissed. Well, it's pretty embarrassing when you're standing there talking about your awesome core values and you can't remember them. So you remember that. And so started just talking to, uh, you know, folks. And I was, uh, you know, in an advisory board meeting. One of the guys on there, Jeff Hutzel, he makes this off-the-cuff, uh, you know, com uh, comment that you guys just find a better way to do stuff no matter what you're doing. The meeting goes on. Don't really think much about it. And that night I woke up and I'm like, holy crap. He just gave That's us our core it. value, right? Like it felt like us. Like it, it was really how we were living on a day-to-day -day basis. We yeah. are trying to find a better way to do core values. We are trying to find a better way to make a beanbag. We are trying to find a better way to do our strategic planning. We are trying to find a better way to – like everything that we did, we were trying to find a better way. Yeah. And so that really just really – resonated uh, with me. And so I write it down and I can't sleep and I just keep on spinning around. It's like, what are the other themes that we, we always keep on landing on? What are the other terms that we're using? Just almost like in the subconscious that they're just kind of flowing out. We always talk about, you know, the best and expectations and how do we expect the best? I'm like, that's it, man. You know what? We expect the best of ourselves. We expect the best of our team. We expect the best of our customers, our vendors. And so write it down again and 
my business partner Chip is a pretty laid back dude. And the mm -hmm. next day I come into him, I'm I'm going bonkers, man. I am so jacked. The epiphany of a lifetime, you needed it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, dude, what do you think for our core values? Find a better way, expect the best. And he just looks at me, he's like, yeah. And we want to do the right thing. I'm like, yeah. And that was it. You know, and that's the piece where I really wish I could I could help other people, uh, you know, more. Uh, how, how do you go through that process? Um, get pissed, you know, change it. Change the, you know, the dialogue. Look for something better. What I can share is that we've identified what we believe to be elements of a good set of core values. So don't do more than four, right? And if you can do it with just one core value, all the better, man. Yeah. I've seen it done uh, only one time with a uh, with one core value, and it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. And um, so don't do more than four. Make sure that they're authentic to you. And make sure that they're memorable. You do those three things, and you'll know when Six. they're memorable. You'll know when they're authentic, uh, you know, to you. But trying to sit down at a, at a round table and all, you know, agree on these, uh, you know, core values, you end up with the same crap of the days of mission statements. Yeah. Mission statements, they're, they're gone, man. I mean, it's all about your purpose. You know, why are you doing, what are you doing? How are you doing it? You know, what are you doing? It's not my idea. I stole that from Simon Sinek from Start With Why. Yeah. You know, great, uh, great concept. Uh, but that is, uh, you know, a personal way to do it. It's not just a bunch of words strung together um, like the way we started with our first set of core values of 10 core values that, you know, was like fun and continuous improvement, great place to work and, you know, profitable growth. Yeah. Like, that was a bunch of bull. Yeah, you don't remember any of that. You, you know the difference. Everybody so, so how have um, employees outside of the founding team, how have employees helped influence and mold some of that? I mean, has there been a employee pushing or influence on maybe the culture values or maybe you guys down the road have kind of reconsidered things? I mean, is that how, has employees influenced some of that at all? Uh, well, yes, there's definitely influence. I mean, there was influence all along, uh, you know, the way. One of the things I do believe is that, you know, core values, especially that cannot be, you know, the round table thing. It needs to, you know, it needs to start with leadership because if leadership isn't bought in and leading that charge, it ain't going to work, man. Yeah. So I'm a big believer that it needs to start, uh, you know, start there. I think the, you know, the round table process, it didn't work for us. Maybe for others it will. Um, those that I found that identify themselves and are recognized for having a good set of core values, it's, it hasn't been the round table process. Each one has kind of come to their realization of identifying it a little bit, uh, you know, differently. But there's one common theme, and that is that the, the founder, the CEO, the president, whoever that yeah. you know that, that leader uh, is, they are part of that charge. They are living it. They're breathing it. They were part of identifying it and making sure that it continues uh, today. Now, on the flip side, one of the things, you know, we got pretty lucky. I've got some business partners, um, George and Jason Julius. Uh, George was president of a uh, large um hundreds of million dollar like private bottling company back in the uh, uh, that sold back in the mid 90s and we've been getting together for a, a long time before we even became business partners and George had always talked about in his career how culture had really been a big part of the differentiating factors of the companies that he was involved with 
but he was never really involved. Uh, he was always a hired gun. Like he kind of, he came in as the hired guy that had good, strong existing cultures. Well, how do you create one out of, uh, out of scratch? Yeah. And so he would talk to us, say, you know, uh, you know, about it and just, you know, it just started with having conversations and thinking about it where we really struggled is how do you now implement it? Okay. we got this great set of core values. How do we make sure that we're living it and reinforcing it every day so that everybody know these, knows these core values. And so, I mean, just like any other cheesy thing that you do in uh, you know, business, you start off with, with an award. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Let's recognize somebody that's living our, our core value. And so for us, we start off with the fab award <laughs> and the fab award is all around finding a better way. And oh, by the way, this is not a suggestion box company. And you know the company I'm talking about. <laughs> they got that little wooden uh, you know, uh, box with a little slot in the top. And why there's a padlock on it, because oh, God forbid someone steals the yeah, you know, exactly. suggestions. <laughs> Did not want it to be where someone would drop in and walk away and like wash their hands clean of the suggestion. Yeah. How is the team part of the implementation of said suggestion. So we wanted people to a make the suggestion. They would then, uh, you know, be uh, paid uh, uh, with cash or time off. Sure. And then, um, you know, we do it. You know, we do it our way. We do an oversized check. Maybe we do a confetti cannon, and we take their picture um, along with a description of you know what they did, and that goes then on the wall. And now we've got. Uh, a picture of them living the core value, an example of what that core value is. So, so now people, as they maybe they're new to the business, um, or you know maybe they're just noticing for the first time. It's like, oh, Billy made that suggestion that we use every single day. Billy's a good example of finding a better way. And oh, when we talk about find a better way, that this is what they need. He actually did it. Right? Real life, real person, real recognition. Recognition. You know, we do 2500 bucks for one idea. That's awesome. You know, and I think it's the rest of the stuff that we do, bringing them in front of the entire company, saying thank you, shaking their hand, putting them up, uh, you know, on, on the wall. That probably has more impact than, you know, just that check. Sure. Yes, the check is, uh, you know, Doesn't obviously hurt, but nice. Yeah, yeah. But I would encourage everybody to, like, if you can't afford, the, you know, the money, Make it five bucks, you know? I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. It's all those other pieces, hmm. the thank you, the recognition, and consistently doing it. You know, for us, recognize, reward, repeat. Again. That. And so we're we're pretty lucky in that we fell into three core values. So each quarter we we go through all three of our core values. Because the next month we'll do the expect the best award. That's a um, we call it the awesome award. It's a thumbs up uh, trophy. And it's a peer to peer award. That's cool. They're handing off a uh, an award to somebody else, and they have to say in front of the entire company, <laughs> "Hey, this is why this person is awesome. This is why this person expects the best," which is really really cool. Some people are how powerful is that though? better at it than us? Sure. Well, you know, just handing them the reins. That's that's the powerful uh, you know piece because you know I'm with the fa fa the Fab Award. There's this you know mythical voting process that it's like, oh, why is that one, you know, number one? Yeah. Well, now you got some, your, your peer that is doing it and handing it off to somebody else. And because we have multiple locations, we do that by location as well. So multiple people are getting recognized. And because of our geography, you know, you got people in Tennessee and Utah and Arkansas. Sure. You can't, uh, like, it's hard to really have a relationship where you're going to hand off this awesome trophy to someone that is, you know, 700 miles away. Right. Or whatever it may be. 
Anyways, that award has been uh, really cool as we put that, uh, you know, them in the driver's seat to make that decision. And some people are just like, you know, you're awesome. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Can't, can't, you know, they get a little stuck sure. in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. And other people will go on and on. You learn the coolest stuff, man. Yeah. It is absolutely uh, great to see. And then the last one is our Dirt Award. And the Dirt. Did you said Dirt? Dirt. Dirt. D-I-R-T. <laughs> Do the right thing, man. Cool. And so we have really developed that, not just around like doing the right thing at Comfort Research, it's about who's doing the right thing in life. Those are the people I want to be around, man. And so one of our ambassadors, that's what we call our team members here, one of our ambassadors, Mark Slagle, he really said it best. Comfort Research doesn't want just in good employees. We want good people. Hmm. And the Dirt Award reflects that. And Mark is actually a, a real-life superhero. Um, I could go on and on about some of the amazing things he's done from diving in to, off the pier in Grand Haven and saving a, this kid's life, stopping uh, you know, in the, uh, in the country road and finding this lady uh, you know, in a ditch covered up by snow, pulling her out. Um, he, he won it for fostering uh, three kids. Hmm. Um, Thought it was going to be, you know, a couple of weeks turned into a couple of years. He still has this relationship with kids. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, just selfish stuff like that, man. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when I get into trouble, yeah, you Mark Slagle's around. Exactly. So, yeah, and you know, it's funny when you start talking about that stuff. These people have to be nominated, uh, you know, for it. Yeah. All these great stories about people doing awesome stuff, and you want to have a uh, like a, a warm, fuzzy moment. It's like you start to read these submissions about these people that are just doing the right stuff in life, and, yeah. and that's just really cool. So it you fired up. It does. It makes you feel good about life. It makes you feel good about what you're doing, and to see that you've attracted that those people want to hang out here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that feels that feels uh, you know pretty. No matter pretty how well you did in a quarter, that's got to be a good feeling. To come yeah, back to sure, that, so. sure does, man. Sure is. So yeah, it's all about the you know the implementation and using a system, uh, you know, to just reinforce those core values. Yeah. And so, you know, my big thing, uh, you know, with folks that uh, you know that either in college or they're a job seeker. What are you doing to identify your own set of core values? So, you know, at Comfort Research, we've got our set of core values. Find a better way, expect the best, and do the right thing. Well, I've got my own set of core values, too, right? And if you hear those, dream big, take action, make a difference. Hmm. Funny, kind of they, they kind of line, line up. Yeah. That was not intentional. It just kind of came out, uh, you know, one day. But have the seekers sought to put down on paper and talk about it, right? Talk about it with their friends and their family and be like, hey, this is what I think I line to. And you know what? Again, if it's just one, awesome. It doesn't need to be three. Just don't do 10 like we did. Right, right. That, that'll come out stinking. <laughs> uh, but if you can just do a, you know, a handful or, or, or less of core values, then as you're in that interview, you're going to know pretty quickly, you know what? Does this sound like dreaming big? Does this sound like taking action? Does this sound like, you know, making a difference? And all of a sudden, you'll be able to have a pretty decent filter whether or not that company is the right fit for you, man. Right. Because that is, uh, you know, more important as the job seeker uh, than whether or not you can do the blocking and tackling that they're going to ask you, uh, you know, to do on a day-to-day -day basis and you get the offer. You know, be genuine and make sure that your core values line up to their core values. And most people don't spend the time, you know, putting that stuff on paper. I would encourage everybody to, you know, 
it doesn't take that long because usually it's, yeah. you know, inside of you, you know, if you just write down a few things, you'll get it and you'll be at least directionally correct uh, to, to know whether or not that other, that organization that you're interviewing at is a great fit. That's awesome. Love it. Well, Matt, thanks a ton for being on the show. Is there, uh, is there anything, else, uh, anything else you want to add or leave us with? Uh, other than no, love that you're, uh, you know, what you're doing with, uh, you know, the wedge and how that is going out there and changing the, you know, the, the face of the interview process, putting people's face, uh, you know, with that interview process and getting some of their, the feeling that you get, cause being, uh, you know, nothing is a 100% substitute for face to face. Sure. But if you can do that with some video and the other tools that we have nowadays, yeah. I think it's awesome. And I wish you the best success in the world. You, um, Thanks, the stage that you're at versus, cause you know, I started, uh, you know, with Chip coming, uh, you know, straight out of college. Timeline, similar stories. Yeah. You're way ahead of where we were at uh, that stage as far as professionalism and having your, you know, uh, proverbial crap uh, together. So congratulations on uh, all of that and uh, keep rocking it, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks again for being on the show. Matt, a pleasure.